Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Welcome to the Mosho podcast. Um, I could not be more excited about this uh, episode. Really a monumental day for uh, the platform and the podcast. Uh, I have Anoud Badir. Hi, yeah. Anoud. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> Good. It's been so long since we uh, saw each other. It's and honestly is like we haven't missed a day. I know. Can I just say, I, I can't stop giggling since the minute I came here because I'm so proud of you, Allah. Thank you, you so You came much. such a long way and I've been waiting to just sit here. You have no idea what that means to me. I was waiting Wallah. for you to sit here. Here I am hearing that you're excited. This yeah. means so much to me. Coming from you, I, I really, it's like something that I hang my hat on. Like I can mini, mini celebrate no, this week. No, you should just really so. be proud of yourself. It's amazing what you're doing. Wallahi Hanu, thank you so much. Like um, I looked up to you since back in the day when we when you launched your first brand, Fozaz. I didn't even get to the, I forgot to talk about the intro. I didn't yeah. even introduce you. Do we even need an intro? I don't even think we need an yeah, intro. We do need an we intro. <laughs> Some people don't need an intro. Ugh, why am I sweating? Um, <laughs> Anoud Badr, a.k.a. Lady Fazaza, is a fashion icon in every sense of the word. She is a businesswoman, an entrepreneur. She's one of the first female Saudis to be on the front cover of a magazine. She's also a jewelry designer for a brand called Lazorde. I'm sure many people know it. She's the founder of the very famous Lady Fazaza brand. Anoud Badr, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. So what have you been up to in the last decade since I saw you? Oh my God, where do I start? I've, I've been up to a lot, like a lot, a lot. I've ventured into TV. Um, so I became a presenter on NBC. Live TV? For two and a half years. What was that It was like? amazing. Live, going live was stressful as hell. Is it actually it live? Like really, you... it's live, live. But they, they really put in time to, you know, shape us into going live. We, we had coaches uh, coaching our body language. Like I'm not supposed to be moving my hand, but I can't, you know. You and, do whatever you want over here. Yeah, but like on TV, it's like so different, but it was an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. um, and then I started, you know, I, I really went into deep uh, in projects. I'm starting a huge project now that I can't wait to like grow. Mm -hmm. um, but I can't talk a lot. Okay, we'll, we'll try to get it out of you as we progress in, in the episode. The last time I uh, was living in Dubai, mm -hmm. uh, 2010, you were big on the Blazers. Yes. Uh, Kim wore one back yes. then. And that's, I feel, when the Fazaza brand really took off. Yeah, that was... Just to give you a bit of context where I fit into your life back. Yeah, no, you really, ago. you were there. Yeah, yeah. like it was... God, that that time was crazy. I honestly did the whole Fozaza brand as a hobby and as a passion of mine because I've always been into fashion and especially blazers. And I used to always do my own blazers. And I never thought that uh, starting a brand that I wanted to gradually grow ended up growing so fast that I literally panicked. Um, that's why I think I stopped it for a while and I really want to get back into it again. But I think I need to restructure a little bit because it's not easy starting a brand. Um, and because I think I started it as a hobby and it grew into something else, I didn't have the, the right pillars and the right team to support that growth. So that's why I kind of took a step back. Was it just you in the early days? It Were was you? just me. Humble beginnings. It was just me, and I had um, I had my blazers on Kim Kardashian, Kourtney Kardashian, uh, Evan Rachel Woods, Lady Gaga, 
Nancy Ajram. Um, How do you get them? How did you manage you, to? I, for some reason at the time, I don't know if I had the right energy or there was an angel around me that was trying to, you know, it's weird. Like they literally contacted me. Their, um, you know, like assistant or their stylist contacted me. And they were like, listen, we've heard about your blazers and stuff like that. Can you send a few? And I'm like, are you kidding? Like even with Kim, Kim saw my blazer on an um, on an editor in chief of Mary Claire Arabia, who's a friend of mine, and she stopped her midway interview and she's like, "I love your blazer. Who's it by?" And she said, "Oh, by my friend." And I really like it. You know, how can I get one? And she's like, she sent me a message. She's like, "You're not gonna believe this, but Kim, I, I literally thought she was lying. I'm like, you can't be serious. You're lying. So like, stop pulling my leg." Sounds she's like a like, prank. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, "No. How fast can you get here? I'm interviewing her right now." She stopped my interview to ask me about your blazers. So I ran there with a couple of blazers. And then before I knew it, like she wore it in New York and then her sister wore it. And then Lady Gaga stylist contacted me and just. Just happened. I think that was probably the time where you, you, you felt confident that this, you have something here. Yeah, it was overwhelming, but I was so happy. And it was, I was, it was something I was really, really passionate about. And since. Since that time, like Bloomingdale's contacted me, Harvey Nichols, we sold out in Bloomingdale's in seven minutes. It was a world record for them. And I was just like, it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then I panicked. Like, I was like, wait. So I stopped everything. I'm like, wait, I have to step back for a second because I don't know where this is going. And I'm, I'm, I, was, I, was, I didn't have the right amount of people or the right amount of, of tailors or, or, you know, it, I wasn't ready for it. It's overwhelming. Yeah, it was overwhelming. Yeah. So what did you do to calm everything down? Did you go to Paris and turn your phone off for a month? I wish I could. No, I dived into more work. But then because when I started the Lady Fozaza, I people ended up liking my style personally. So they turned things. So they, they turned me into a brand and they turned my brand into a brand. So I had two brands. I had okay. me and then I had my label. So I focused on me. I started growing me a bit more. And then I'm like, you know, I'll get back to the to the label when I have the right support system mm -hmm. so that I can really grow and then continue growing. I Because I don't like stopping things halfway, but I really didn't expect everything that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Bravo. You've come a long way. It's amazing. I mean, I've, Alhamdulillah. I, uh, I'm, I'm always watching what you're up to and you you really make us proud. Thank um, you. For, it's the Saudi connection, the friendship connection. <laughs> Thank you. Onwards and upwards. I'm proud of your sister as well. Yes, she has, she's doing super well. Yeah, she is the CEO of the Culinary Arts Commission in the kingdom. She's basically yes. the best chef in Saudi Arabia. Yes. <laughs> um, did it was this something that you foresaw Mayada becoming? Was she always into cooking? Did you sense that she was gonna? She she started cooking um, as a therapy at the beginning. She used to bake whenever she come back from work angry. So baking and baking and baking and baking, and then she's like, you know what? I'm really good at this. And I want to go to culinary school. And she just went. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't question her because I was like, this is out of nowhere. Like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, yeah, I want to go. And it's it's inspiring to see that it's nice to see someone go for what they're passionate about without being so calculative, you know? Like, it's just go for it. You never know what comes out of it. Like, who knew that she was going to turn that into a pastry boutique and then turn that into, you know, it's, it's nice to just... Um, you know, jump on opportunities that come your way instead of being so scared or skeptical. Like this is something I've taught myself. 
like long time ago. I'm like, when an opportunity knocks your door, you take it, you don't question it. And you never know where that takes you, even if it's not, let's say a good experience, but that leads you to something even better. I, ca I cannot agree more. Yeah. Because once you step out of your comfort zone, really, that's exactly. where life is. That's where life. I happens. mean, you can write a book. You should write a book on on, on this. I would love to write a book. Because <laughs> um, one opportunity, one opportunity will take you to the next, exactly. and it'll just open 100%. doors. Pink Camel, I think, is yeah. the boutique that she opened. Yes, and, pastry boutique. Yeah. And that took her to the government, knocking on her door, saying, "We want you to be the CEO of the Culinary exactly. Arts." Exactly. I mean, Commission. she worked on her CV. This is how you do it. Like you, Bravo. you work on yourself and you create a sort of uh, name for yourself, even a reputation. And you're to be consistent in what you love to do is very important, especially mm -hmm. when people try to, uh, you know, like people just show interest in you and put you in positions that you deserve. It's when they see a consistency. Yeah in you and a growth in you that that really makes them think that oh you you know what you're you're ready for that position mm -hmm. yeah they say consistency over hard work any day yes 100% you know, it's showing up every day exactly. that will take you places exactly speaking of showing up every day i see you with your niece as yes. uh, and and i feel like there isn't anyone happier in the world than being an aunt than yeah. you what's that like uh, being uh, an aunt to 3 i want to say no, it's like, your brother okay. has a few. Um, my brother has two. My other brother has one, and the man has three. So six, so six, mashallah. Six nieces. I am nephews. way off. Yeah. yeah. What's that like? <laughs> <laughs> Have to catch up. Um, that's it's amazing. It's a blessing in disguise. Honestly, like I've, um, it's it's just beautiful to watch them grow, and it's different being an aunt than a parent. Because you, you get to really connect with them as opposed to raise them in a sense or mm. scold them or whatever. Like they're all my friends. Like Sama's my like my best friend. How old is she? Ten? Like we like she's eight. She's eight. She's a but lady. But we talk. Full like on she's conversation. Such, she's eight going on what, 30? Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly. An eight-year-old today is like a 15-year-old yeah. back when we were growing up. They're a lot older than before. Absolutely. Like wiser, actually. Let's yeah. just say that. Probably yeah. ask you a few questions. You're like, Okay, you're not supposed to know no, that. No, she's brilliant. Mashallah. Mashallah, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. She's such a like a beautiful soul. Who, who she just loves to talk. and She's just amazing. Mm, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Growing uh, your brand from the early days, was there uh, an opportunity that you felt that you missed? I mean, we did touch on, you know, taking any opportunity, but was there something that you said, you know, I don't want to go there and then looked back later and said, oh, I wish I did? Yeah, I wish I, wish I went into medicine. As a field, yes, to become a doctor. Yes, I'm obsessed with medicine. I'm obsessed with the human biology, the whole chemistry of it, the everything. Like I read books like crazy. I know so much about the human body and and so much about certain diseases and stuff like that. I really like. I, I actually enjoy it. And I'm like, why didn't I go to medical school? I don't know why I didn't do that. When when did this? When did you get For, this feeling? Since forever. I've always had it, but the the whole well, it took me a while to get over needles. Mm, I was I had a fear of needles, yeah. so I got over over it recently when I had my first surgery, and then I'm like, oh my god, I love this, mm. like this is amazing. But you know what? It'll always be something I love. Mm. Like I, I look at doctors as uh, like first class citizens. Yeah, 
you know, like heroes. I let them ab- above like yes, your, your average. Above everyone else. Yeah, if I see a DR, I'm like, okay, I have no problem with you. Respect. <laughs> your respect, absolutely. Um, was what you recently did in medicine with uh, the eggs freezing one of the reasons that made you open your eye into the field and how much you appreciate it? No, well, my appreciation for medicine has like it's been there for like ages. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I've been. Um, going back and forth with the egg freezing process because number one, I, I always felt like, no, um, if I did that, that means it's, it's the end of the road for me. And it's like the, my psych- the psychology of it started playing in my head because in our society, you know, what are you doing? You know, what do you think you're doing? What do you mean egg freezing? You're supposed to get married. Just go get married. Just go get, find someone and get married. It's not, you can't get married like this. It's not a click of a finger. Marriage is a, is a, is a union. It's a partnership. It's a, it's a friendship. It's a, it doesn't happen like that. It's not a piece of paper. Mm. Sorry it's, to burst some No, 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 bubbles, please. I, I appreciate the honesty. But it's not a piece of paper. It's not something you sign and then you just automatically make it work. No, it's a connection that you either have or you don't. Mm-hmm. And it's a connection that you work on over the years. You know, nothing's perfect. And, you know, sometimes you have your issues. But egg freezing is an opportunity to allow women to to take control over their, you know, their future, their 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 life, their, um, you know, all of it. Offspring. Just, yeah, exactly. It's And then they it gives them time to really think properly. Like instead of being rushed into marriage, you know, they know that they don't need to rush into it because they just want to have kids. They just can really think about the next step properly. And I think it's, I mean, science is beautiful when um, we really take advantage of yeah. it, like properly. I have two reactions. Mm-hmm. The first reaction is that I, I love you for not settling on anyone. Thank you. You shouldn't, <laughs> nobody should. Yes. You, you mentioned something about the connection and if it's not there, you're not yeah. going to force it because no. that could be the result of your unhappiness yes. in the future. 100%. And my second reaction is what the hell is wrong with egg freezing? It's it's like, why is it an issue? Like, why would people say, why did you do that? It's something that could serve you in years down the line. Yeah, I mean, here, I, I guess in, in the region, in the Gulf, I guess they're not, they usually do that process for IVF for okay. couples that are trying to get pregnant that let's say are not successful at doing that. And that makes sense to them when you're coupled, when you're married. But for a single woman to do egg freezing, it's a bit like, what like what are you gonna do with the eggs what does it matter thank you it's my body they're my eggs i want to freeze them because i want to make sure i mean that it's not like i can control the aging process and the whole development you know women you know their bodies change some women age sooner some are premenopausal sooner and stuff like that so why wait you know, if you can do that now, just do it at a younger age and just keep it aside and then go live your life. And whatever happens, happens. You know, it's... I, I cannot agree anymore. To me, it's it's case closed. Next question. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I support that for 100%. Great. Talk to me about 11-11. Oh my God. Yeah, 11 is a big one. So sometimes when I... It, it, this happened to me, all right, for a good six months, once every two days at least, 
I look at my phone and I see 11, 11. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, this is nuts. And then I started seeing you on Instagram posting yeah. 11, 11. Yeah. And you you do it almost every other day. What's the story with 11, 11? Because I also want to know for myself. Thing is, numerology is huge with me. Like I believe in numbers <clears throat> and I believe that the universe has a way of talking to you if you listen. Um, a lot of people don't listen. A lot of people are too distracted in their own thoughts and they're too distracted in their own uh, problems and stuff like that, that they don't kind of take the hint that is given to them in so many different ways. Um, numerology is one of them. Angelic numbers are one of them as well. Um, what's, you can what's you, that? you don't have to see 1111. Some people see 2222 or four or double four, or triple four or whatever. It's just a... It's just, it's just a sequence of number that that happens all the time, like three six three six or something like that, like a very significant sequence of number numbers. And I tend to see eleven eleven a lot because for some reason I don't know maybe that that number is really connected to me. And at one point, my mother was like, "Listen, the universe is trying to t- tell you something. Listen." I'm like, "Come on, you know, like what do you mean, listen?" And it's true because. Whenever I see this number, for some reason, everything starts opening up in front of me and everything, like everything starts working out. The minute I stop seeing this number, like, let me give you an example. I had a signing with a contract of the project, huge signing, like massive, big project, massive amount. And I was really excited about it, but I had my doubts. And um, I was like, okay, I don't know. Yes, no, yes, no. So I was about to sign and I realized I haven't seen 11-11 in a while. And I'm like, okay, is this really crazy? Am I going to really like say no to a contract that big based on a number? But I trusted my instinct. And I'm like, you know what? No. So I, I said no to that project. And my friends thought I was crazy. It's a huge project. Are you kidding? So a couple of days later, I got another company that um, that are basically competitors to the brand that I was going to sign with that came to me with triple the figure and wanted to sign with me. And I signed because I started seeing 11-11 again at that time. It's weird. Like, it's, I don't know how to explain it. It's you, weird. Explain, you explained it perfectly. <laughs> if you signed with the first one, you would have missed out on the triple opportunity. Exactly. And I trusted my guts, you know, like I really trusted my instinct and I'm like, something wrong with this and then i just waited i'm like you know this is not the right this is crazy yeah this is nuts it's nuts because you because i'd go a few months seeing it and then it would disappear yeah it would disappear it's probably because you either you either entered someone that isn't supposed to be in your life that's probably going to disrupt it um or you've taken uh, the wrong path somehow with a project or a brand or let's say something that's why it disappears sometimes that's so, it's, I mean, I'm talking about myself. Like, I, that's how it works with me. That's why I'm such a believer. <laughs> Do you like to read? I love to read. What are you reading right now? Right now, I'm, I'm reading about NLP. What's that? It's basically, um, well, I'm still reading about it. NLP? NLP, yeah. But it's, it's about a ways to, the way you talk to people, um, the way you influence people, the way you you react um, to things. The, it, it's kind of, it's, it's a way to manage yourself better. Um, Neuro-linguistic programming? Yes. What's the name of the book? It's called NLP. Just that? Yeah. 
available on audio. But you have to read about it because I'm about I'm I'm gonna see someone like a life coach that deals with NLP. So I thought I'd you know read into it before before going to meet her and taking that course with her because I think it's important. You're always about bettering yourself. There isn't much you say no to. No. Always or or these days? Always. If I can um no, I work on myself a lot. It's amazing. I like I like evolving. If we don't evolve, then what, what are we here for? Such a good attitude. You know, like it's it's about bettering yourself in so many different ways. It's a, it's about recognizing when you're wrong. It's about fixing the things in you. It's about, it starts with you. That's the thing. You cannot be there for anyone if you're not there for yourself first. Yeah. Put on your own face mask before helping others. Exactly. We're on a plane now. <laughs> <laughs> Analogy. I've got a really bad sense of humor. Uh, has the life in... Uh, the public eye ever been too much? Like, did you ever pause and say, I wish I wasn't so recognized when I go to place X? No. Okay with it. I'm okay with being recognized and connecting with people because I, I love people. Even when I went now to Riyadh, uh, to the exhibition and Arabia, I was overwhelmed by the amount of people. But I was very humbled at the recognition from so many different people from around the world, especially in Saudi, especially in Saudi. And the Saudi is my soft spot. Then in Saudi, I'm like, I, 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 you know, I, a lot of the things that I do, I honestly, it's funny because when I first started, I got attacked a lot by Saudi when I first started Instagram. And it was really harsh, like the comments and stuff. And it hurt me because it came from, you know, Saudis, most of all. And I can understand why they were a bit annoyed that I was so open and out there. And at the time, it wasn't really okay. okay. And But I stayed true to myself. And my dad used to always tell me, you know, if I'm behind you, then you don't need to worry about anyone else. What a gem. And I'm like, okay, but I want them to, like, I really wanted them to like me. Like, I'm doing this for you guys. Like, I'm trying to, you know, show a good side of everything. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to make you guys proud, you know, but then I was like, wait a second, I have to be me first. Like I have to be proud of myself first. And then, you know, maybe down the line, they can see what I'm trying to do. And they did. This is deep. So I was very happy. And Riala was literally in tears. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, wow. There was a there was a culture shift in, since you started and today. There was a huge culture shift. It's nuts. Yeah. You were doing it when it wasn't okay. No. And here you are today doing exactly what you did before. But it's okay. And it's okay. Yeah. That's yeah. like some serious trailblazing shit. Yeah. <laughs> Saraha. Yeah, it takes guts. I mean, now, like the next girl, okay, to want to go public. Sorry, but you're not that impressive because you didn't do it when it was not okay. Yeah. You did it when it was not okay. Maybe some one other two people that you can recall maybe did it when it was not okay. Yeah. Saudi was a lot different to the Gulf. It was different, yeah, but I'm I'm so proud of where it is right now. Mm. And I'm so proud that the rest of the world can really um, know what Saudi is about. Mm-hmm. You see how it starts from the top? It's just, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing, honestly. I'm so happy that it all came full circle to you. Yeah. And and the smile on your face uh, says it all. Yeah. In no, in no, you know, finally, like, this is the feeling I wanted from day mm. one. Alhamdulillah, uh, I'm just really happy to see you smile. Thank you. So um, 
Baba or is it Dad? Baba. Baba is Saudi from Riyadh. Yeah. Mama is from Lebanon. Yes, Lebanese American. How often do you uh, make it back to Lebanon? Is it a place that's close to your heart? Do you go often? Are you kidding? It's. It means Lebanon has a very, 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 very soft spot in my heart. Very soft spot. Um, I don't know why I've always collect, connected to Lebanon. I think it's beautiful. I genuinely believe it's heaven on earth. Um, if people would just leave it alone and let it flourish, you know. But it's um, from the people to the nature. I mean, it's the only country that has four beautiful, untouched seasons. Mm. I mean, you can really feel the spring, the summer, the autumn, the winter. It's all there. And the people, the people are there for each other. The way they give and take, the way they're there for each other is just beautiful to see. You know what I mean? And then you never feel unsafe there no matter what, because you know that if, let's say, you fall down, you have 10 people to pick you up instantly without them knowing you. They don't need to know you. For, for them, you're family already. The minute you touch down, like a you know, that's that's insane. Yeah, that's always good vibes for me when I'm there. Yeah, it's beautiful. People are really like Anna. The first thing you know, you feel is the the taxi driver. You know, what's that interaction yeah. like? And they're just so they're they're big on life. Yes, and they feel one another. And if let's say my eyes were red, Shbiki, are you okay? Bjeblikshi, bavelikshi, kaza, whatever. And no, who does that? He a jumlat that they use there. Tikram aynak. I mean, that it just makes my day. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I just want to hear that wherever I go. Yeah, you know, they really mean it. The service and hospitality there, they know it's how incredible. to do it. They know how to do it. Yeah. I don't think anyone does it better than them. No, I mean, I remember I had food poisoning when one time and I went to this restaurant with my mom in Lebanon and I wanted, I was eating Rizzu Laban, you know, like rice and yogurt just to, you know, maintain yeah, that I don't get sick anymore. Yeah. They didn't have yogurt. And I was like, it's okay, it's fine, I'll just have this. He went to another restaurant, ran to another restaurant and got me yogurt. I was like. Where in the world would you see that? And sometimes they'd go to a supermarket and get you seven up from the supermarket because they don't have seven up. I mean, come on. They, uh, they're solutionists, you know, they don't know how to say no. They, no, there is no such thing as no. No such thing as in no. Lebanon. They don't believe if in they can do it, if they have two legs and two arms, if they can like, serve you in any way, they will go above and beyond. Yeah. And that's beautiful, you can't ignore that. There was a time, uh, early 2000s, my first time there was 05, till about 2015, a good 10 years where things were safe, things were good, people yeah. were going a lot, tourists were coming, you know, downtown was looking mm. better than ever. But then every 15 or 20 years, something happens there and it just takes them, you know, back. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking, especially this last thing that happened last year there. I mean, it's just... There's so much a person can take. And there's so much a uh, population can take. Yani, I've never seen a more resilient... That's the word. Uh, ...people than the Lebanese, ever. Ever. Mafi. Mafi. It doesn't exist. But there comes a point where enough is enough. And it's sad that maybe we've come to that point. But I always have hope that things will turn around because for some odd reason, um, 
things do turn around, but then they fall back, like you said, every 15 years or some, something. But uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, but they don't, la, neither does the country or its people deserve this. No. No one wins. Mm-mm. Yeah. I know since you are in the fashion industry, yeah. um, there was something I wanted to ask you about. Like we live in a world now where Instagram is everything, social media is mm-hmm. everything. Brands give away stuff to those who have an influential following. How do you feel about it when brands give away like high-end products to influencers? Is it something that you are for or where do you stand on that? I mean, honestly, I feel to each their own. Brands, brands, each brand knows where they're they're trying to go with their brand. Um, they have a marketing team that are strategic, that know how they want to basically position their brands. Some choose to go with certain um, mega influencers. Some choose to go with micro influencers. Um, some choose not to use influencers at all. And some choose to basically focus on VIP clients. So the high end would be that. So like the super high end would be VIP. The super, the super high end uh, tend to not. They don't need to focus on influencers that much, but they, but they kind of like they treat their their VIP clients with so much respect, and they spoil them rotten. Mm-hmm. Yani they don't. They don't really need to work so much with influencers, but they do. Um, they work with key influencers just to basically all at the same time. There's this marketing thing that I think is genius, where they, where they gift um, certain mega influencers um, a bag, let's say that they're launching, whether it's Dior or anyone else. So they gift it to all of them at the same time in different colors, um, suiting every single one of them, and then they they tell them to all post at the same time, um, styling it their own way, and then all of a sudden the social media is out of control. Yeah. You see that bag everywhere to the point that, you know, someone that is 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 hungry to be like that person is going to go run to the store when they see it that many times on that many influencers that they personally are inspired by. So it's a good tactic. It's, it's, a, it's an uh, interesting marketing it's like guerrilla marketing strategy. Yeah, yeah, it's a very out of the box. Is, is is there something that bothers you about the fashion industry? A change you'd like to see? A change. Well, I'm I'm always seeing changes good and bad sometimes, but it has to go through cycles every year. Um, I love the changes that I've been seeing um, recently, but it's it's a shame that Virgil had to pass away so early because he was creating such good, fresh energy in fashion and he transformed fashion. And it, finally, we, we, we came out of this repetitive kind of uh, of uh, industry. I know fashion kind of is, is a cycle, so it goes back in style, but I felt like someone needed to break it and he came in and broke it. Amazing. He broke the mold and and he, he took us to a new uh, dimension, which I hope continues. I hope we don't go backwards. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting. This guy was, uh, I didn't he's know much amazing. about him. He was all over my feed on, on no, everything. No, he's, he's incredible. If you Love read it. about him yeah. and you just, <clears throat> get to know him and how he started. He's just, he's brilliant. Um, he's, yeah, we need more of I will, him. I yeah. will. What's your favorite brand to work with? 
I love the French brands. I'm more into French brands. So I'm very into like um, Isabelle Marant, um, Zadiga Voltaire. Um, Louis Vuitton. Well, not really Louis That's Vuitton. I love all of them, but like I have like even Dior sometimes, like recently Dior has been kind of like um, catching my eye, but I like the brands that are not so high end that are like in the middle, but have personality, yeah. character. Yeah. And that are so consistently raw. I love that because it it I feel like fashion has you know you need to give it life sometimes. It's not just clothes on a mannequin or clothes on people. Um, so these brands like Isabelle Mall, they give life to clothes. You didn't mention uh, Chanel. Chanel is a classic. That's never gonna go. She's like the the goat. I yeah, feel she's like just. just- Godmother, you know, exactly. the godmother of fashion. She's not, you know, she's sitting up there in the throne. Royalty. You know, just, it's royalty. <laughs> we can't mess with Chanel. Yeah. There's a lot I need to learn about in the fashion business. <laughs> um, have you noticed that, uh, you know, as you know, you've grown up, you are more comfortable with spending time alone? Like, do you appreciate 100%. time at home? A hundred percent. And it wasn't like that, say, 10 years ago. Um. It w- no, actually, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. I, I'd, I'd be lying if I said it was. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Over time, I've realized that um, enjoying my own company allows me to enjoy other people's companies because it just puts me in a very comfortable state of mind. And I'm just better company to others when I enjoy my own company. Own so, yeah. Being able to enjoy time alone apparently is a superpower it's important not many people can yeah do you do any journaling meditating a lot i i write a lot that's why i've been um contemplating writing a book mm. i love writing it, it really helps put i've been what's doing here yeah on, i've yeah. been i've been <clears throat> writing journals since i was what 12 have you yeah since you were 12 yeah. my, my mommy used to always get me those diaries with like the rainbow and the unicorn and I had this little lock so I used to lock <laughs> yeah, it so that no one no one can see. read it but yeah so one day it's open and you know it's in your brother's room exactly I never did that to my sisters so well it didn't happen to me hopefully not because <laughs> there's a lot there's, in that journal yeah but really journaling is uh is something that is mm-hmm. always mentioned you know you work out you meditate you journal yeah it's um it's like a workout for the mind. And exactly. I always say that I'm going to do it. I never get around to That's doing it. That's nicely said, though. So it is a workout for yep, the mind. It just gets it out yeah, over here. Yeah. Maybe a New Year's resolution. Who yeah, knows? you should. It's perfect. Anud, you were nominated for, let me get this right, E People's Choice Awards, yes. Middle East edition. Yes, Middle Eastern category. Yeah. Middle Eastern category. Eight people nominated, I believe. Yes, out of, I think, more than 50. So it was a huge, huge thing, actually. When they told me, I thought it was a joke. Um, And I just didn't believe it because sometimes you get these weird emails and it's just like, I mean, this is E-People's Choice Awards. It's not, it's something I watch a lot. Um, You have categories, best pop artist, best uh, performer, best, you know, you're you're talking about people that are nominated among, uh, you know, Justin Bieber, uh, Kanye West, all these like heavyweight, people so when they said they just launched the uh, middle eastern category the first middle eastern category on e and i was one of the nominated eight uh one of eight people in the region i was so overwhelmed so proud so happy i really needed that little nudge it was like 
you're still you're still good. You know, you're okay. Were there doubts? Um, sometimes, like after doing this for so long, you feel like, did I do enough? Did I really do enough? Could I have done more? You know, but then you get recognitions like E-People's Choice Awards and you're like, okay, I'm good. I'm on the right track. I'm good. I'll take it in. You know, just being nominated was enough for me. And the fact that they've given this category to the Middle East was more than enough for me, whoever won, you know? So I was happy to even be nominated. And it was just a beautiful experience from start to finish. Okay, I didn't win, but whoever won made me feel like I won. So yeah, it works. Sometimes a little validation. Goes uh, a long way. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. <clears throat> You're looking great. Thank you. Fabulous. Thank you. You obviously are working out. Yes. Do you work closely with uh, a nutritionist? What's your relationship like with food and nutrition? Um, it was it was bumpy at first. I I had a terrible relationship with food for like the longest time because I didn't understand it. Like I didn't like I don't understand. Like I'm hungry. I want to eat, but then I eat. I gain weight. I don't like I I didn't even understand the concept of food or what I'm supposed to eat and stuff like that. So it took me a while to get into healthy lifestyle so something that i can actually enjoy not feel like i'm on a diet i hate diets worst. i hate diets no, it, does, it never doesn't works. make any sense yeah, it, never works. it doesn't make sense for anyone so i i enjoy creating a sort of atmosphere where i have a healthy balanced lifestyle not diet mm-hmm. lifestyle that's what it's yes, about lifestyle. yeah yeah and uh yeah it took me a while but i do have nutritionists um that are friends of mine that I always, they're on call sometimes. Like I tell them like, listen, I'm thinking of, you know, doing this and doing that. What should I do? And they tell me. Um, the food groups and what goes Yeah, with the which food groups and everything. Wanted. And But you know, I'm not surprised that a lot of us get so confused because there's so many books and stuff coming out with like eat right for your blood type. I'm like, it's too much information. What is that? And then you have the Atkin diet, and then you have the keto diet, and then you have the, I mean, is keto even sustainable? Like, it's not even sustainable. Is it no carbs? Keto diets, they use it a lot for patients who have severe seizures, and it really actually- It reversed it? It, it doesn't reverse it, but it kind of controls it better. And a lot of, there's a lot of study going around it. Um, so, but people started use, you know going on keto diet because- it allows them to eat all the good stuff, you know, all the fats yeah. and all the stuff like that. And thinking that, you know, that, and they actually lose a lot of weight. But you know, when you when you eat a lot of fat and too much of anything is bad for you. Anything. That's what I say. So when you balance things out, I think you're good to go. Like you're fine. What is a typical breakfast for you when you're waking up uh, in Dubai on the Palm? What does Anud have for breakfast? <laughs> I have one of three things. You still live on the palm, right? Yeah. How about that? Nothing, not, not much has changed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I have one of three things. Like I'll have um, either um, like crackers with like goat cheese yeah. and a bit of olive oil and sesame, or I'll have um, egg white omelets with um, avocado on the sides, or I'll have oatmeal, apple cinnamon, and yeah, that's it. Just rotate between those. Just rotate between that because yeah. you shouldn't. You shouldn't um, even when you, when you when you eat your meats um, or vegetables, you need to rotate around them every three days. Like I'll have chicken, meat, fish, and then I'll go back again 
chicken, meat, fish, but I won't have fish, 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 fish. Yeah, or meat, yeah, meat, meat, meat. Yeah. yeah, it's good to rotate, even with your skincare, even with your shampoo, even with yeah. Do you feel different now that you have such a structure? Like, is yeah. your brain working at an optimum level? Yeah, can you tell? <laughs> I can, I, I can see it. The reason okay. why I, I can definitely see it in you. Um, when I go a week eating healthy, my brain operates differently. I yeah. do the podcast better. I, and when yeah, I go right. of like an albake, if I had an albake, I'm yeah. not the same the next it's day. It's a coma. It's like halas. You're all, you're in. You can't. It's like it's so good, but you just everything is in slow motion. Did you notice? Totally. Like even when I eat a pizza or burger, I'm like, oh my god! Like I'm, yeah. I'm such slow. You're everything's done. slow. Yeah. yeah. Really, you are what you eat. Let's shift gears. So um, I know you love Paris. Mm. Um, there was an incident that came out of Paris a few weeks ago. Uh, this girl, uh, Nat Basma, yeah. uh, voiced her concerns over a situation that happened. Uh, Nat Basma, uh, if, if you're watching, uh, not that you would, but if you are, permission to tell the story. Hey, Nat. She, uh, hopefully she can come on the show one day, actually. She's, mashallah, also yeah. very, very impressed with what she has done. Um, so she arrived at a restaurant for dinner. Mm. And upon arriving there, her and a group of friends found out that the restaurant host canceled their reservations and they couldn't figure out why. And then when they got to the bottom of it, they realized that it was, it was because there were two Arabic names on the reservation and uh, the restaurant was not having any Arabs coming in for a meal. That's true. Um, so I, 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 is this something that, that, that ha- I mean, it breaks my heart that that happens. It's something that's happens. happened personally. It, you've, you've, you've felt it as yes. well. You've, you've witnessed it. Yes, 100%. It's not the same in London. Like if we were just to compare... No. The, so what is it that I actually it's sad to say that I my Paris was my favorite spot it's always been like Paris for me is just like it's your home yeah, I know that you know? I like, know Paris it's Paris it's for me but um, my friends always like London so they always try to drag me to London so I go to London this time I took the train to Paris and I tried to convince my friends that like London that Paris is better and I completely changed my mind after that trip I'm like what in God's name happened thank God to Paris what's going on like there is it's so true when not um uh, talked about this because it was so obvious to me personally because it happened to me and my friends as well when we tried to book at a restaurant we wanted to sit outside and we booked through a concierge and it was confirmed but when we got there when they found out we were arabs they put us inside in the corner. We actually left because it was too obvious. We're like, and then we called the concierge and we're like, um, I'm sorry, but we booked outside with you, right? And he's like, yes, 100%. You guys, I put the name, I spoke to her and it's reserved outside like you said and everything. And I, I trust him, Yanni, he did it in front of me. So it's clear what so happened. I'm like, what's your problem? She's like, no, it's only for hotel guests. I'm like, but we booked. Mm. So I we just ended up leaving, and it was it was it happened more than once, and I'm like, that's it, I'm done. I feel like it's uh, them being unappreciative of the tourism dollars that are coming into their country. I mean, doesn't that uh, makes no sense? I mean, COVID, I can't, I can't, COVID put everyone ten steps back. I mean, some people like they should be uh, 
like super grateful and Thank thankful. You. That's what I'm trying to that, get. That uh, people are starting to fly in, and there is more job opportunities, more cash, more whatever it is. I mean, whether it's from an Arab or whatever other nationality, you guys. I mean, you're a touristic country. You're talking about Paris. Paris, it sees the most number of tourists that any city does. I mean, if you guys aren't going to bring in, or they're not, you're not, you guys are not going to be friends, or you're not going to entertain the tourists, then where's your income? Yeah. France is the number one country visited in the world, by the way. And you'd expect a little more... Gratitude. Yeah. You know, for someone who's big on tourism, this won't happen in London. This will no, not happen never, in London. Honestly, London it wouldn't. is just... I had such a great time in London. I'm so happy. And I remember I messaged you on one of your posts and I was like, huh, London over Paris? And you said, I love London. I'm like, yes, I think she finally yeah, realized. I, I, honestly, it's, it's... I won't lie, that, that time you messaged me, that was the first time I could see it. I never saw it before. Yeah, you just had to take your goggles off. It was, yeah. <laughs> Thick goggles. <laughs> You ready for some deep questions? Yeah, I thought that was deep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, fire. You're close with your father, right? Yeah. Describe him in a word. Um, it doesn't have to be a word. You can sway it the way you want. Honestly, my dad is just, he's amazing. He's super inspiring. And he's inspiring in the sense that he was as a Saudi father, he was able to give us the amount of freedom and independence for me and my sister that you won't believe. That's why we flourished so much. Because, yeah, I mean, he, he stood behind us every step of the way. And he every time I'd break down, he's like, what do you think you're doing? I'm standing right next to you or behind you. Like, who are you breaking down for? I'm like, I don't know. I, apparently not, nobody. You know, so I was, yeah, I mean, he really, ha he, he was a very strong pillar in my life. Honestly, amazing. Allah Thank you. That's support. Yeah, that's, that's, that's real support. I'm learning from what you're saying. Really? I'm trying to incorporate this <laughs> you for sure. But you don't need to, I know you will. I eventually one day, inshallah, yeah. I, want, I, would, I would love to have a girl. Yeah. And um, I might call your father for lessons. <laughs> Honestly, you don't need lessons. I know you too well. Not the way your father does it, mashallah. Um, yeah. Because it's, uh, it's it, you have doubts. He sees you carrying the load that very few people do. Mm. And there he is with a straight face and a still hand saying, what, you know, what the hell are you worried about? Yeah. And just to have such bravery and, and belief. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's mashallah. Yeah, he's really, he pushes me a lot. He gives me a lot of confidence and he's uh, he's very grounded as a person. So it helps a lot. Like it's inspiring to just watch him in his own world and how he does and how he even the way he talks to people and it's inspiring. Interpersonal. Yeah, he's just amazing and how the things he remembers, mashallah, amazing. You're not the same person you are without him. No. Not as successful. Um, no, I am the person I am because of him. I get it. Yeah. What about mom? Mom? Mom is just like a little bundle of joy. Do we say mom or mama? Mom. I got it right. Mom. Kef mom in uh, in a word or a sentence. Mom is amazing. Mom is the one that pushed us girls to like really work hard on ourselves and be active 
because ever since, I mean, for God's sake, she was in university when I was in university. She was in the same class. Thanks, mom. She was in the same class. And that was the most embarrassing moment of my life when she started tapping me behind my shoulder and saying, raise your hands. I'm like, this is college. I'm supposed to be independent. That's so funny. But it was cute. You know, she wanted to enter university when I entered. And she just, her drive was inspiring. And then she went and continued her education and did her master's in Paris in French and decided to follow my sister when she went to college in Paris. And she's like, how did you do this? She called me. She's like, how did you do this with mom? I'm like, enjoy. <laughs> now it's your turn. your turn. But it's 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 a joy to watch her grow into whatever she wants to grow, no matter what age. Like this is a thing with mom. The, the age has no limits with her. And that's what we carry out our lives because it's like if she can do all that and she's not only a mom a grandmother she does it all she's the best grandmother she's the best mom she's independent she has her own thing going she works she travels she's there with my dad she's the best wife ever it's just i said how do you do it all we're different that generation huh yeah i need how does yeah i don't know how they were they were cut from a different cloth yeah they were they were they, because I think they valued relationships. They talk a lot before. Now everything's so quick, and people just give up on people before they can fix things. And uh, when there's a problem, there's a solution. People think that when there's a problem, you move on. No. That, that that doesn't work that way. You know, there's a solution to every problem. You just you work on it until you know that there is nothing you can do, and then you move on. But you don't give up on people. You first, don't give yeah. up on things. Uh, you don't give up on work. You know, you that's how you succeed. You can't just walk away because things got difficult. Yeah. We know? give up so. too easily, I think, our generation. We do. You touched on a big word, communication. Mm. Um, I notice it in my life. The more I communicate yeah. with my peers, my my boss, my my wife, when I communicate, my life seems to be going in a better direction. True. And See? if I'm having a couple of weeks where I don't want to talk to anyone about anything, no, it's going to be a harder couple of weeks. Mm. Communication. Communication is key. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's it's just the, <clears throat> the the answer to everything. Can you recall your favorite childhood memory? My favorite childhood memory would be in Austria. Interesting. Because we had a big house there, and my my dad used to love. And he brings the whole family together in that house. And we'd go skiing, we'd go picnicking, we'd go milk the cows in the farm next door. Um, we used to cook every morning. It's the family for me that I miss. It's when everyone's in one house. Because you know, the older you get, the more dispersed yeah. everyone is. And if, if not everyone's in a different country, everyone's in a different, you know, place in their lives so it's it gets yeah i miss that whose idea was it austria because it is one of the most beautiful countries in the world it's, my dad's obsessed with austria. no one goes there my dad's obsessed with austria he bought a house countryside in, out in hintertal actually it's like three know. hours away from salzburg okay so he used to drive to salzburg sometimes just you know yeah, this, to the city yeah and just enjoy it but ours was literally in the countryside oh and my it was God. next to a ski slope and 
So we took ski lessons when we were really tiny, and then I started snowboarding, and we really got into deep into skiing. And then we started going also in the summer, so that we'd take walks ar- around the river. And the fact that you can just drink the water it's, and then pick out the strawberries, and it's just heaven. beautiful. It's 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 heaven. Yeah, it's beautiful. So did you pick up some German while living there? My mom speaks German. Fluently. But uh, I don't. I, I know how to count to 10. Okay, I believe you. Yeah. They probably don't speak French in, in Austria. No, they don't. It's just German. Really one of the most beautiful, under-celebrated countries. Yes. Austria. I've been Gorgeous. to Vienna a couple of times. Yeah, it's also beautiful. Super nice. But Austria is something else. So that that is your, I mean, you're looking back at childhood. That really yeah, I is. always, every time I go back to childhood, I always picture Austria. Hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Something about families together. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Someone you'd like to have dinner with. As in who? Celebrity? Anyone in the world, dead or alive. Anyone in the world? Put some thought into it. Um, dinner with, it's hard, but like the only name that popped into my head was my aunt, Allah Fozaza. Fozaza. Allah Fozia. Fozia. Yeah, yeah. That you named your brand yeah, after. Yeah. That's, uh, that's touching. Yeah. Was she a second mother to you? A hundred percent. She was like, uh, yeah, she was definitely a second mother. And she died from cancer. Yeah, and then you named Lady Fazaza after her. Yeah. That's I amazing. mean, it was so fitting, Sarah she t- she brought she took me into fashion. Yani we used to do Fasatin Eid every mm. year together. She'd take me to the tailors, we'd pick out our gamash, you know, and we'd start, you know, creating dresses together. So she always pushed me into that direction and it just came naturally to me later. What do you think she'd say to you on that dinner table? Oh my God, a lot of things. There's a lot of things we didn't, Yani, I wanted to talk to her about before she passed away, but for a whole month, she was um, like terminal. So she was on painkillers the whole time. So she wasn't really there. And I was at that time, I think I was engaged. And... Um, that went south. Uh, but like, there's so many things I wanted to talk to her about and she really wanted to be a part of the wedding. And it was just, I don't know. I feel like there's unfinished conversations. Yeah. Inshallah, you'll have that conversation with her soon. Yeah. Not soon, like after a long life. Yeah. <laughs> came out wrong. Come on. <laughs> um, what's something you'd like to accomplish before the afterlife? Honestly, I can't. <clears throat> the thing is, I like taking every day as it comes. I don't like rushing things or just or just putting so many ideas in my head. I go with the flow. I take opportunities to come my way and I just connect the dots almost. And I trust, yeah, I mean, I trust God. I trust the universe. I trust where life is taking me. And I just, I work on evolving and I work on myself a lot in the process. And I think that fulfills me. So I don't really worry worry about what I want to accomplish. I just, I make sure that at the end of the day, I can sleep knowing that that day I've accomplished everything I wanted to do. So you don't do much looking into the future looking no. back you stay current i stay current that's why you're happy today 
because when we're looking in the future or looking in the past, we aren't really happy. Yeah, no, because the past is behind us. I, I take the lessons with me. <clears throat> I value them. They shape the person that I am today. So I have to be grateful for all of them, no matter how hard they were. But then the future is not in my hands. So I don't worry about it. But the present, I can control. Truly. I can enjoy and I can make the most out of it. So I stick to that. Have you ever experienced depression? Depression, yeah. Anxiety, a lot. What's the sensation like? Tightness? It's horrible. It's like um, palms sweating, uh, shaking. You feel like you're going to die or pass out. Um, Heart racing. This is Um, a panic attack. It's a panic attack. It's the worst thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. I, I started getting that a lot uh, at the beginning. I used to get that a lot in general, like not a lot, but I started getting it more uh, since the pandemic. Really? I think it's because there's something I didn't understand. Usually when you don't understand something, you Google it. You know what I mean? You read about it, you educate yourself about it. But then this pandemic came and no one knows anything about it. So oh. I panicked. I'm like, what do you mean? What, what are we going to do? Like, where is the world going? It's uncertain. Like, you know, like when the when the airports started closing, I'm like, this is the end of the world. Like airports don't close. You Crazy know? times. It was, it was messed up. It was so intense mm. that, but it also like as much as it gave me panic, it gave me sort of time to breathe, take it easy and slow down. I think the whole world slowed down. The whole world slowed down. And it gave a lot of people time to, really sit with themselves and listen to themselves. And I think that changed a lot of people. It's a silver Um, lining. Yeah, exactly. Yes, we lost a lot of people, a lot of people. Yeah, a lot. But I think it gave people a chance to sit the hell down. Yeah. And And really prioritize their life and and figure out what matters and what doesn't for once. High pace. Yeah. The moment we wake up, it's phones, it's car, it's office, it's... It's nonstop. And we're like, where did the month go? Where did the year go? Oh my God, I'm 38. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like, just take happen? a second. And I, and I wish I had more time with that person. But you had time. You know, I always, like, I always make sure that people enjoy each other, like, to the max, especially family. That's why family is so important to me, yeah. because I just, I don't want to miss out on anything. So we're going to take a break from the... Um, Serious questions, and yeah. we're gonna hand hand for a I need water. Yeah, please. Sorry, <laughs> it, was, it was my guy over there who drew up the questions. <clears throat> we're gonna play a bit of this or that, and for some reason, so I haven't done this since episode sixteen, I think. Oh wow! And you're forty-two, but I just felt that you are. If I want to play this game with anyone, it's gonna be you. Okay. All right. So we're going off the cuff. Okay. Let's go. Let's do so it. So it's this or that. You can enjoy it. Are you ready? Okay. Let's I already do it. visualized it. Really? Yeah. Let's do it. Tea or coffee? Tea. Plane or train? Train. Pizza or pasta? Pizza. Beach or snow? Beach. Dior or Chanel? Ouch. <laughs> what is that? That is really difficult. Chanel. Bags or shoes? Are you kidding? You can't compare those two. They're both an addiction. You get one next, um, one next. Use it wisely. Bags. Online shopping or go out to the mall? Online. Heels or flats? Flats. London or Paris? 
Well, London. Thank God, finally she comes Sorry. around. You know, yeah. they all get there in the end. Yeah, London. Cardio or weights? Weights. iPhone or Samsung? iPhone. That a girl. Stay in or go out? Stay in. Big party or small gathering? Small gathering. Personality or looks? Uh, personality. Tall or short? Doesn't matter. Tall. Hair up or hair down? Up. House or ocean view apartment? <laughs> this is so hard. Um, ocean view apartment. Drive or be driven? Drive. Horror or comedy? Horror. Comedy or drama? Comedy. Johnny Depp or Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt. Kendall or Kylie? What in God's name, Kendall? <laughs> Kate Moss or Naomi Campbell? Oh my God, are you kidding me with this? We're almost done. Naomi. 90s or today? 90s. Anud or Al Anud? Al Anud. <laughs> Thank you for humoring me. <laughs> the end that was, entertaining? was like the cherry on top, Al Anud. <laughs> we got a two person congregation here, so uh, I think they enjoyed it. Ugh. <laughs> uh, Back to Syria. Okay. That was a good break. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Comic relief. Uh, Anud, do you think or do you feel that you have any weaknesses that you'd like to strengthen? Yeah, I have a lot. What's like I mean, one not, that you'd like to? I'm not perfect. I mean, um, I don't focus a lot, but I think that's because I'm a Pisces. <laughs> Pisces have that? I'm such a dreamer. Like, I, even in school, they used to call me Sarhanaho. You know? Because <laughs> I used to daydream a lot. I can't focus on one thing. I think the reality of things freaks me out. So I try to, like, shh, escape before I have a panic attack. So my mind kind of... this. So when I don't focus, a lot of things happen. Um, Distract yourself. Of, yeah, like exactly. And I don't take, you know, like... Like, for example, I had a project and something happened and I, I wasn't focused enough to take advantage of that situation. So it just went under. I like the dreamer parts. Yeah. I think dreamer. we need more dreamers. I'll take dreamer and over non-dreamer and, and concentrating. Focus. Yeah, I'll take that. ADD? Anyone? You, you, you no. have AD, ADHD? No. I have one of the two. I cannot read a book. Really? I can drive a car and listen to an audio. That's how I consume my book knowledge. Oh, wow, knowledge. but you can't focus on a book. I cannot. No way. I won't get through the page. Interesting. My mind is thinking of... A million things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cars, travel, the, the show. Well, thank God for audio. Thank God for it. Really, <laughs> really. Audio. Because I get, that's where I get all my education from today. Yeah. No, audios are good but I like to hold a book. Everyone does. You can make notes and you do that. I and I buy books. I try it. It just doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, you do what works for you. One way to get, you know, any way yeah. you can get the knowledge is better than... Exactly. You know. Than none. So I would take dreamer and lack of focus. I would... That's good. I'm that. Um, how do you define beauty? What in life is the definition of beauty for you? Beauty is kindness. What a, what a response. And kindness is everything. Kindness is beautiful. Where people we need to be more kind. Um, we don't have a lot of it. And when you're kind, it's just, you're so beautiful. It's just a beautiful thing. So beauty to me is kindness. Hands down, Yanni. I can't think of anything else. 
You see what you just said there, kindness? Mm. I think just that word, just that word would solve the world's problems. Mm. If only. If everyone had that trait, yeah. attribute, skill, personality, whatever you want to call it, mm. it would solve the world's problems. It'll yeah. stop wars. It would stop the horrific things that people do. Yeah. It would be a different world, really. Yeah. It's everything. I think some people or the world in general lacks a lot of empathy. Um, Hadi Ellen, the uh, talk show um, lady. Generous, the generous, yeah. I love what she says at the end of every, every show of yeah. hers. Be kind. Be kind to one yeah. another. See, it stuck with me. I don't watch her show, but a couple of times that I did, I was like, what a nice sign off. Yeah. Be kind to one another. Honestly, it's it's <sighs> it's the best thing you can do for one another. Just be kind. Uh, it's a good way to define beauty. Wisest thing anyone's ever said to you? The wisest thing? Ooh, I can't think of anything at the top of my head, but I, there's a, there's one sentence that I've, had my mom tell me a couple of times like just live and let live and I, I tend to repeat it a lot now because just live your life and let others live theirs you know like I, I think if people start stopped messing with each other's lives I think so many people would be better off you know um, the Quran mentions that too Surah An-Nas yeah exactly that's kind of live and let live yes live and let live I have my religion you have yours then you can't force people to be who you want who you want them to be and that the reason why I have that stuck in my head because on in social media you are forced to be out there in the public and a lot of people um, tend to want to control your life somehow like you okay yes your life is public but I'm still a private person. And I'm public because I want to be able to reach out to people and maybe change their lives some one way or the other, you know? Whether it's sharing my egg freezing journey or whether it's sharing certain moments that I've learned in my life that might maybe teach them a few things. Yes, I, I do a lot of fashion posts, but you know that I do more about like evolving and, you know, like just bettering yourself, bettering yourself all healing, the time. Changing, exactly. progressing, absolutely. But some people just, they just want to control you and they want to judge you and they want to put you in a box and they want to categorize you and they want to, you know, they just want to take the wheel. How satisfying is the block button? It's very satisfying, but I've noticed that even though I was like block crazy at the beginning, but I was like, why am I blocking them? I need to find a way to to make them understand that what they're doing is not right instead of blocking them. But if I'm blocking them, I'm blocking energies that I can transform. I'd rather transform that energy than block it. That's so well put. It's ridiculous. Like That's well put. That, it's a lot of work. That's maturity right there. It's a lot of work, but why do I have to block it? It's like, yeah, it's like blocking is easy, but I don't want it. You I want, want it educate, easy. you want yeah. to change. I can ignore a person. I will ignore a person if I feel like that person cannot better themselves because there's so much you can do for a person to become a better person. The rest is up to them. If they don't want to be a better person of them or a better version of themselves, you, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. It's like when someone, you know, can't lose weight and you put them on so many diets and they still can't lose weight, it's because they don't want to lose weight. Yeah. You can't. There's so much you can do for a person. The rest is up to them. Even if it's keto? Even if it's keto. <laughs> 
<clears throat> Sorry, I make jokes at the wrong time. Even if it's keto? <laughs> oh my God, that keto. Um, do you think of uh, people from your past? Like, is there one or two people who are, say, are still alive, but yeah. they, they occupy a place in your mind? That I'm not talking to? Yeah. No. So everyone who you are in touch with is people who you care about and want to speak who to. I care about. They're the people that are in, I'm in touch with, whether from my past or anything, are people I genuinely work to keep that relationship alive. So even if, let's say, we don't talk or whatever, but I, I, I make it a point to sustain that relationship one way or the other. But the people that are in my past that I chose not to bring them into my present or future are people I don't even bother thinking of. I don't have space. That's the way it should be. Yeah. Dead weight. Exactly. <laughs> ever, ever had your heart broken? Yeah, who hasn't? A couple times? Tell me just once. I mean, it depends, like, it depends because I had my heart broken when my cat died. And then I had my heart broken again when my dog died. And then I had uh, my heart broken when I broke off uh, an engagement that I was like very, um, you know, I thought that was going to happen, didn't happen. Um, I broke my heart, like my heart broke when my aunt passed away. My heart broke again when my grandmother passed away. My grandfather passed away. It, I mean, it breaks all the time different. for different reasons. Yeah. Have you ever broken someone's heart? I try not to. It happens all the time. I try not to, but sometimes, sometimes it happens, but it breaks my heart too. To have them. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes it happens and it, you know, like it's just, it just happens. And I, I then I feel like crap about it. I mean, we all do it. You have sometimes some, you have to, yeah. You have a very good heart. Thank you. Speaking of hearts, <laughs> yeah, I need the test. You, you, you empathize. You, you put yourself in people's yeah, shoes. I feel, and that's what it's all about. What really gets under your skin, though? What frustrates the hell out of you? Um, I value um, loyalty a lot, and I can't stand hypocrites. I don't appreciate fakeness at all because I keep it real. I like keeping it real. Um, and I don't like people that take advantage of others. Like I've, in my industry, I've had to deal with a lot of those. So it started getting under my skin after a while because it, it's, sometimes it happens from the closest people to you. They you just know? take, take, take. And they don't give. No. And then they take, they completely take advantage of who you are and your kindness and then just decide that, oh, you know, I can do this without even asking you, like not even, you know, putting you into consideration. Like you're just a person that they can completely step over again and again and again. So, yeah. Any fears? Fears? Um, Yeah, funny enough, I my mom pointed out a fear that I didn't think I had. She's like, why are you so scared of succeeding? Are you I was like, I thought I thought I was I thought people are scared of failures. And she's like, No, you're scared of succeeding. And then I realized when I went back, maybe not anymore. Cause now I'm like mm -hmm. diving in. 
But before, I used to be scared that whenever something went super good, I, I, I like run. I run or I destroy it or something before it gets too good that I don't know what to do with it. What's the psychology behind that? Like, I like failure because it teaches me stuff. Correct. Best teacher. It's the best. It's my best Ma'arif. friend. Yeah. Wallah. Yeah. Yani, it just teaches me a lot. So I can always count on failures. Like, I don't fail on purpose. But when I fail, I don't take it to heart. I'm like, okay, this is where I did wrong. And I work on myself. Yeah, it's a learning day. But when I succeed, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Like, I used to panic a lot. So I used to be scared of succeeding. Like, because I don't know what comes next. And it just, it frightens me. Like, what if it's as far as it goes? And then what if I mess up and I ruin everything I've succeeded and then what if, what if, what if, what if, you know, like, like, stop, you know? <laughs> I think you are an addict and I think you are an addict to learning. Yes. And when you do well, there's nothing to learn. Ah, when you thought sick, of it when that you sick, way. I'm, I'm, I'm not a psychologist, but just listening to what you just said right there, I it mean, made sense. I mean, there's always something to learn, but yeah, when you If sick, all went well, no, nothing to learn there. And you, you say self-help, life coaching, you're reading, NPL, keto. Um, so you're, you're, you're obsessed with learning and bettering yourself. And when you do well, there was nothing to learn there. So you're like, wait, one second, something's wrong. Am I far? Yeah, it's going too good. <laughs> am I, yeah, I, this, right? This, maybe, I don't know. Did maybe. I go on a tangent or like, am I? I don't know, maybe. Like, I don't know if that's the case, but I know that I was definitely, I definitely had a fear of success. Mm. but I don't think that is anymore because now I jump into opportunities yeah. like head first, you know? Experience, خلاص. Exactly. Would you change anything about your life if you were born again? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Not even coming here to the podcast today. Absolutely, especially <laughs> not this one. <laughs> no, no, nothing, nothing at the all. The bad days, the nothing. depression days. Are you kidding? I love those days. I wouldn't be sitting here right now in front of you if it, any of those didn't happen. You have a very good attitude. Yeah. And that's everything, mashallah. Thank attitude you. is everything. Yes. Thank you. I love it. So if you had the attention of the world for 24 hours, oh. um, on like some LED board for everyone to see, is there a message or a saying? I know you like your quotes mm. into numerology, but is there a quote or something besides kindness? You touch on kindness. I like mm. that. Is there something you'd want to put out there for the world to see if you had their attention for a minute? I'd probably tell them to take their time. Not to rush. Mm -mm. Why? Because rushing in general, like I, I've learned that when the pandemic hit, remember I told you everything slowed down and I could really focus. I could hear my thoughts. I could I, I could plan things. I, I really like valued certain relationships in my life and I've worked on myself more and worked on the relationship that I cared about more. So when you slow down, you can really think through and you appreciate the journey. Like, just don't rush. Take your time. Because life will just... Yeah, take your time. Enjoy climbing the mountain. You don't have to go to the top that fast. Enjoy the climb. Look at the view. There's a view every time you climb up. Some people don't notice the view. They just keep climbing. 
طب ويت like enjoy where you are at the moment and then just keep going but if you don't enjoy where you are at the moment when you reach the top you're going to hate yourself did you feel that you rushed at a younger age you wanted success quickly are you kidding no you were i wish like i wish i rushed i feel like i started late um i think i was very i wouldn't say spoiled i was very protected when i was younger from who being the older parents um, yeah the older child in the house i felt like i was always protected and they kind of like really kept me at bay whereas my other siblings kind of like ventured off and became all independent i got my independence a lot later i worked for it and i got it a lot later i think maybe i wasn't ready i mean everyone's ready at a certain time but yeah i don't know it's different I love it. yeah uh i want to thank you for everything thank that you. you shared today this is really uh, a gem of an episode thank you and you are a gem of a person thank you so much honestly so i really mean it you're the, the queen of of the of, of arabia in, <laughs> in, in my arabia. eyes queen i feel of a the movie Arab coming world. there's something about it i might i might know a producer or two hamid the turkey if you're watching yeah well like uh you know I, I i've never prepared for an episode as much as i did yours i never had such many bullet points 37 to name oh wow uh, there were so many things i wanted to talk to you about and you're the first person to say that i don't want to see the questions yeah. let's just go for it yeah. it says a lot about uh, your personality the confidence you have and mm. um i think people are really gonna enjoy this episode i hope so i hope they take from it something positive. I feel really good about it. It was so much learnings and positivity. So is, is there something that we missed out, something you want to put out there before we get out of your hair? Honestly, I'm really happy to be here. I just want to say that. And it's always good to to talk, but I mean, you really need to, I'm, I'm happy that you actually did this podcast because you have a tendency to really bring out things in a person. And it's a talent. You know, so it it feels good talking to someone that can actually, you know, understand and respond and and just bring out different things in a person. So this was, this was a, this was a nice one. Thank it was you. Nice. Yeah, it was it a nice I one. It. it was interesting. I think I just need to practice more of speaking less. Why? <laughs> I think I spoke more, more than you today. <laughs> You're supposed to. It's supposed to be me 5% and you 95 Well, then, here we go. We hit it. <laughs> it worked. Do you enjoy yourself? Yes. It was very nice. Thank you so much Thank for doing you. this. Thank you for having me. Um, worth the wait, for sure. Mm -hmm. In gold. Yes. And uh, good luck in everything you do. Wallahi. Thank you so much. You, know, you too. We'll always be cheering for you. And you're always making us proud. You're always flying that Saudi flag, that Lebanese flag. You're always representing the Arab world. <laughs> in the best possible way. Thank you so much. So, I, re I, re I really appreciate that. I don't think there's someone out there that does it better than you. Thank you so much. You're the best. Thank you. You're like the sister I never had. Oh, Love you, Anu. Thank you. Love thank you. you. <laughs>